It is hour number two of the Press Box on a Tuesday, May the 10th. It is episode number 337 of this here radio program, the second of week number 68 with Mike Grace inside the Breakline Epic Studios, our buddy J.D. Byers in Mobile, our buddy Chris Stewart will be on the air tonight for Bama Baseball as they take on Jacksonville State down in Jacksonville, Rudy Abbott Field at Jim K Stadium. Uh, he worked a good bit of the uh, SEC Network Plus stuff this weekend and did so alongside uh, Lance Cormier, the former Crimson Tide pitcher, now analyst for the Bama's SEC Network. We welcome Lance Cormier inside the press box. And Lance, I know it wasn't the weekend that Bama fans wanted as they dropped two out of three to uh, a ranked LSU club, but this Bama team is right in the thick of a very uh, tight race inside the SEC right now. Yeah, they really are. And like you said, it wasn't the weekend that they wanted to see. Um, you know, the game Friday was close. They had a chance, uh, fought back. But then LSU's bullpen was just too good. And then uh, got the game Saturday, Sunday, though. LSU's bats came out, and um, they pretty much did what they have done all year and basically led them. And the bullpen was good enough. That's the whole thing about LSU. Starting pitching wasn't good. Bullpen was outstanding. And so you get enough – Enough runs and a good bullpen. Got the series. Hey, uh, Lance. I don't. I don't think you know me. I'm. It's JD Byers down in Mobile. I'm. About, I'm about to endear myself to you, though. Uh, <laughs> Lafayette, Lafayette, Louisiana, not Lafayette. It's Lafayette, Lafayette right? <laughs> the pronunciation always gets a little bit off there. But Lafayette, Louisiana. Also, how about some Prejeans at Old Time Grocery? Uh, I, I don't even remember. Old Time has been around a while, right? Yeah, old time. Old time has been around a while. Prejeans is a stop that every single time we go home, we we usually try to make it into Prejeans, and so yeah, that's that's two of the better places for sure. The uh, the song we came back to from break there also. I know you played at Alabama, but one of the one of the better spectacles in in college baseball that makes college baseball so fun is uh, the uh, the Raging Cajuns during the seventh inning stretch. They don't sing "Take Me Out to the Ballpark." They play that song. And the fans clap in rhythm to it, and then as they get ready to start at the bottom of the seventh, they drop out the the song, and the fans sing the rest of the chorus as the guy steps into the box. It's just great. I love college baseball. Uh, I know you're from Lafayette, but man, there's been a lot of great baseball talent come out of uh, the Acadiana area where you're from. Yeah, I, I agree. Um, I mean, shoot, it goes way back before I was. I mean, and. You know, start off with probably, and it might be the best one, uh, Ron Guidry for the Yankees, Cy Young Award wow. winner, 78, uh, Louisiana Lightning. And then I know there was plenty of other uh, guys like Paul Balco from my high school that played for a long time in the big leagues. And uh, rival high school, Acadiana had a couple first-rounders when I was a, a freshman and a sophomore. Um, Gil Mesh played for a long time in the big leagues. So, yeah, it does. Um uh, shoot the whole South Louisiana, that I-10 and, and under I-10, around you know twenty to thirty miles north and south of I-10, produced a lot of good baseball players. And again, uh, out of Lafayette High School, and then drafted out of high school by the Reds, but chose to attend the University of Alabama instead. Went thirty-one and sixteen there with a three point nine eight ERA, seventeen saves, twenty and eight over his last two seasons in Tuscaloosa. We'll get back and, and talk about uh, your playing days and even your eight years in the show in a bit. But as far as this Bama team goes, I know, again, we, we talked about it, not the weekend that the team wanted, but the tie now at 26-22, and 10-14 in league play. And I know, again, it's not exactly where the tide wants to be, but I, I look back, and this is Brad Bohannon's fifth season. Lance, we're not that far removed from this program only winning five SEC games and an entire season. Brad Bohannon's got this team and this program headed in the right direction, doesn't he? 
He sure does. Um, and, and Coach Bo is just uh, an amazing, you know, first off person and obviously coach, but he's a great recruiter. But he has a good staff of recruiters, too, with Jason Jackson and Matt Rada. Um, and so they're doing everything they can. I mean, it's all you can ask just to try to bring players in. And every year the players are just getting a little bit better. It's, so it, it's tough um, at Alabama, you know, competing against the schools that they're having to compete against, especially for players. I mean, you think just in the conference – within four hours of Tuscaloosa, you're going to have Vanderbilt, Mississippi State, Ole Miss, Auburn, just to name right there that you got to compete with. Then other schools have, you know, the scholarship limitations that Alabama has. They, other schools don't have that. So it's hard to overhaul a full roster and program as opposed to that you could do at, a, uh, you know, LSU, Florida, these in-state um, lottery schools that that can give you multiple scholarships and and, and get a lot of the in-state uh, players for for cheaper because they can get their tuition waived. So it's tough to do. Um, they're doing a great job of recruiting every year. The what you would say, quote unquote, the the athletes, uh, you know, coming off the bus, it looks better. It is the part. You know, the arms are, the velocities are higher than they've ever been. So he's moving in the right direction. I know it's not as fast as a lot of fans want, you know, especially this day and age. We want results quickly, um, and he's getting better results. Like he says, I don't care what the season does this year. I know we're a better team than we were last year. And, and when, you know, especially when you have injuries at Alabama, like they're missing Connor Prelip. I mean, that's a guy that's a – if he pitches this year, last year, he is a probably top five pick in the draft, not just first rounder. He is one of the tops of the draft. And so not having a guy like that, that's tough. I mean, you know, you, you use all your capital to go get a guy like that, and then you don't have him. It's like, man, you you got. I think he said at the beginning of the year he had three scholarships on the on the bench that wouldn't be able to pitch this year due due to injuries, and a lot, some of it's injuries before they get there. So that's hard when you're a school like Alabama that doesn't have the extra scholarships. Well, you know, Lance, you're taking us down a a, a road. I I was kind of glad you did. Um, we're, we're talking with Lance Cormier, former Crimson Tide pitcher, major league pitcher as well, Diamondbacks, Braves. Uh, Orioles, Rays, Dodgers. I may have left one out, but um, you know, I, I do. I do sports casting on, on ESPN Plus for college baseball, and at the bottom, you know, the name will will come up as he enters the box, and sometimes, often, you'll you'll see his major, and it's like biomechanical sciences or finance, or you know, because they are by and large baseball players in uh, really good academic standing. I'll put it that way because of the eleven point seven equivalent scholarships. They get diced up amongst 35 players on a roster. And the governing body released some ideas and concepts in Dallas recently to say they have a desire to move away from any kind of equivalence at a Division One level and move them towards full scholarships. Uh, you were academic, all-American your senior year. But you, you probably have to do that. You've got to make good grades because even if you're a star player, a lot of these guys aren't on full scholarship. And unless you're in a, a, a state where they have the, uh, you know, a, a lottery or something that that funds tuition or, or a, you know, in this in the case of Georgia, it's a tough go. Eleven point sevens is a hard thing. Yeah, that, it's it's got to be the hardest coaching job in all of college athletics and, and maybe even all of sports, just um, roster management. And especially right now when you're dealing with a lot of the covid um you know, years that guys can come back and like it, it's hard. It, it's so hard right now when you look at the roster and you go, that guy's a what? And, you know, cause 
some schools give the COVID year already. Some schools wait for it and see if they want it. So it's like you look at some rosters and you're going, wait, it says he's a sophomore. Uh, or he says he's a freshman and he's getting drafted. What You know, what's going on? So um, it, it has to be extremely tough. And then they, they say, well, you can have 30 players this year. Next year you got to go back to 27. And so, man, yeah, the, as a head coach and a recruiting coordinator trying to – and then like, take it even further. Guys are committing as eighth graders these days. So you're having to – and schools are showing them a certain amount of money as an eighth grader. And then you either take it away or you give more. Like I got – it's, it's – it's it's out of control for the most part, and it'd be cool to see them kind of put a little bit more limitations where guys can't commit so early because coaches are having to, you know, really recruit guys. Like well, I had one college coach tell me, he goes, I am not committing a kid that still brings a lunchbox to school, you know, because that's where we're at, <laughs> you know, much less not even have a driver's license. You know, they're still bringing lunchboxes, he said. So uh, I thought that was really funny, but it's true. And, yeah. To have to do that, it's got to be really tough because, you know, you're you're projecting on a guy that might have just grown really early, and you're missing out on a lot of guys that are going to grow really late. Like for me, I, there's no way I was getting recruited much less until I was a junior in high school. You know, but as an eighth grader, you was, and I said, hey, I want to play in the SEC. They would have said, okay, good luck, buddy. Like, well, you know, no chance. And so that that's just so it's a good thing for players that continue to develop, hopefully get a chance, but. Man, if you, it's all about now, and that's what uh, parents are putting a lot of pressure on younger kids to to develop a lot earlier than they probably would have to, as it was back when I was growing up. Busy with former Crimson Tide and Major League Baseball pitcher Lance Cormier. The Tide will uh, play a big one tonight, Jacksonville State, and then move to Auburn this weekend for a huge SEC series against the uh, 19th ranked or 20th ranked Auburn Tigers, depending on which poll you're looking at. Series opens Friday at 7:30. What's what's Bama got to do this week to make it a successful week, Lance? Well, it's gonna be tough. I mean, Auburn's a tough place to play, but Arkansas just went there, won the series. But again, Arkansas is number four in the country, so it's a big difference. But um, I think they got to get really good starting pitching. But the lineup, ha- I mean, and they have gotten that outside of Sunday for LSU. Um, Garrett McMillan ran into one bad inning, um, and that's usually kind of has been his his downfall all year is one bad inning, and he, he kind of settles in and, and really does a great job the rest of the game. McNary was good, and that's why LSU, I mean, Alabama won that game. I think they got to get good starting pitching, and it's they don't need to fall behind early because uh, Auburn's got the, the they have a, a successful way to just, they get to the seventh inning really good back into the bullpen so they can hand it off to Buckholter, who's leading the conference and saves, I still believe. Um, and so if they get him in, which they'd like to get him in two games, and, you know, if he comes in, usually he's going to get that save, so that's a win for them. But the lineup has to start hitting, and it's, it all starts with um, Zane Denton, who I believe is their best player, and right now he is in a big-time slump, and you can see it. He, the head It's just not the same, you know, mannerisms that you normally see Zane out there having fun. You can tell the last 11, 12 games have really gotten to him. I know we got to let you go here, Lance. Uh, Lance Cormier, who was your favorite out or strikeout as a big league pitcher when you were in the show? Oh, man. Um, the, the favorite out, I guess, has to be last game, of Yankee, the last game of old Yankee Stadium, 2008. I was with the Orioles. Uh, so, obviously, playing the Yankees and finishing up. It's on ESPN. Um, it comes up, bases loaded, and the bottom of the six, Derek Jeter comes up. And my wife said she was at home, um, and the announcer was like, oh, it would be so fitting for Derek Jeter to hit 
the last home run in Yankee Stadium, it'd be a grand slam. And she's yelling at this, the TV like, no, it wouldn't. And um, I get 3-2 and throw a fastball. Uh, and I remember looking back because it felt good. And it was 93 miles an hour. Jeter does the patented, like, he leans over, like, that That ball's outside. And every single time Jeter does that at Yankee Stadium, the umpire says ball, and he gets to run the first base. For some reason, he said strike and rung him up. All and I right. was like, okay. Yeah. And so, um, so I ended up, it's kind of like I, we, uh, my own little trivia question. I ended up, I had the last strikeout of a Yankee in the stadium. Not the last strikeout because Jabba Chamberlain came back and struck out Aubrey Huff the next inning, but I did get to strike out the last Yankee, and it was Jeter. Bases loaded, so was, that's kind of the most memorable one I have. Yes. That's fantastic, man. We I absolutely love it. Love it. Lance, thank, out. thanks so much for your time, man. Best wishes as the season uh, continues, and uh, you're welcome inside the press box anytime, man. Yes, sir, you guys. Anytime you want, man. That's awesome. Lance, Lance. Cormier again, the former Crimson Tide pitcher, now analyst for Bama's SEC Network Plus Games. Appreciate him joining us here inside the press box. A quick you know what out. I didn't get to ask him? What's that? Yeah. yeah. Uh, best place to get Boudin and Cracklins in Lafayette. Oh, man, that would have been a good question. Yeah, yeah I guarantee you he knows. Want to talk to the guys? Hit them up at the contact page online at pressboxradio.com or find them on Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram at PressBoxRadio1. That's PressBoxRadio and the number one. That's how you can earn access to the PressBox.